Hey guys, my name's Gary. I'm one of the pastors here at Plum Creek, and we are in a series entitled Force Pause, where we're talking about using this opportunity where everything is just kind of slowed down to make sure that we're hearing from God. So I want to say welcome to all of you joining us, especially if it's your first time. In fact, if it's your first time, would you please type first time in the chat box? We would love to give you a personal welcome. I also want to say happy Mother's Day weekend to all of our moms. How many of you have your cell phone nearby? Well, good, because if you haven't called your mom yet, you need to do that right after our time together. We always have our phones nearby, don't we? Because we all know we need to be accessible or we want to be accessible. We can email, surf the internet, be on social media, probably been doing a little more of that these days, and of course, send text messages. I remember the first time I saw one of my nephews doing this with his phone and I thought to myself, is he typing with his thumbs? And now I do it all the time. I love to send texts. Now here's what's true if you or I get a text message. It's personal. It's usually from someone we know. It's relevant. It's passing on some current information. And it's immediate. Here's another interesting thing. We always read our texts. We never say to somebody, hey, did you read my text? No, what we say is, did you get my text? Because if you got my text, I know you read it. Guys, we have literally received a text message from God. It's called the Bible, the Word of God. Let me say that that again. It is the very word or words of God. And while we jump at the sound of a text from from a friend, sometimes we tend to ignore this text message from God. So I think we need to talk about this. My main thought this weekend is God has something to say to me. And in his text message to us, God has revealed his perspective on every aspect of our life. And if we read it, and if we apply what we read to our lives, our relationships would look different, our marriages would look different, the way we raise our kids would look different, the way we use social media or how we text would look different, our finances would look really different, our morality, our ethics would be different, our outlook on life, even in the midst of all this crazy, would be different. We would understand what a relationship with the creator of the universe looks and and feels like. We would begin to experience more and more contentment and peace and joy. Because here's what's true about God's text message to you and me, and it's going to sound familiar. It's personal. The person who sent it knows you. In fact, he created you, and he wants you to know him or to know him better. And what he wants to say to you may be different than what he wants to say to me. And it's relevant. It is filled with timeless principles and timeless truths that will speak to us in every aspect of our lives. And it's immediate. We have the easiest access to God's word of any generation that has ever lived. And we've mentioned this before, but let me just take a moment to remind you of the Bible app, the most downloaded app in the world with all kinds of reading plans to help you get started in reading the Bible. So if you don't have that, please check it out. Guys, this idea is so important because I believe, Pastor Doug believes, our entire staff believes that God has something to say to you and God has something to say to me. 
And during this time when there's no sports to watch and no kids' activities to go to, no restaurants or coffee shops to spend time at, for many of you, no office to drive to, I want to challenge each one of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus that it is not enough to just watch church on the weekends. And guys, that has nothing to do with the current crisis we're living in. And it, it has never been enough to just think about God for one hour a week because it is not enough to just listen to someone else like me talking about the Bible. You need to personally read this text message from God regularly. And I do too. It is the way we get to know him. It is the primary way he speaks to us. And if we apply what he is saying... It will change our lives for the better, and it will change our lives forever. Now, like I said, I am so grateful that we live in a day where the Bible is so accessible. So if you have your Bibles or a device, I invite you uh, to turn to Psalm 19. This is a poem written by King David about God's word. And and when David wrote this, he probably only had access to about seven books of the Jewish Uh, scriptures, you and I have access to all 66 books. This is one of the most beloved psalms in the Bible. Such powerful, such beautiful words. These might even be some verses that you want to commit to memory. So let's see what King David has to say. Psalm 19, starting in verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The Precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. And now I want to introduce to you something called parallelism. It's a very common literary device in Jewish poetry. So the first time, we read it horizontally, but... But the Jewish poets, and in this case, King David would tell us, make sure you read it vertically too. So if we really want to know what King David thought about God's word, we need to do that. So let's let's look at this vertically. First of all, David's nouns describing the word of God. He says it's law, it's statutes, precepts, commands. And and when he says fear, he's he's saying when we read God's word, we can't help but realize who our God is and, and just have deep reverence and awe and And he calls it decrees. Guys, those are things we obey. You see, David would say the Bible is not just a book to be read. It's a book to be obeyed. Then then look at the adjectives David uses. He, He says, this is what the Bible is like. It's perfect, trustworthy, right, radiant, pure, firm. And then look at the the verbs, the, the action words that David gives us refreshes, it makes wise, it gives joy, it gives light, it endures, it is, it is righteous. And this is where I want us to land for a few moments today because I want us to believe and to experience and to, to know that this is what reading God's word will do for us. It refreshes the soul. Anyone need their soul refreshed today? Some translations say revives, restores, converts, renews. It it changes it. It brings the soul back to life. I don't know about you, but that sure sounds good to me. And David says, then read God's word because nothing else has the power to do that. It makes wise the simple. Anyone need some wisdom today? 
The dictionary defines wisdom as the ability to discern or judge what is true, right, or, or lasting. And with all that is going on, who wouldn't want more of that? Again, David says, reading God's word will give wisdom to us. It gives joy to the heart. David would say, when we're down, when we're troubled, go to God's word. It's where we can experience the confidence and, and settled assurance that our God is in control of all the details of our lives and that ultimately, everything is going to be all right. It gives light to the eyes. Reading God's word gives us clarity of vision. Is there anything we need more right now than to be able to see things as they really are? And then David says, it endures forever. God's word never changes. It is timeless. And finally, God's words are all righteous. That means they are trustworthy and true. And in a world that has gone crazy, where you and I have to try and separate fact from fear, or in a world of relativism, where people say there are no absolutes and everybody's position is considered valid, or in a world of just plain apathy or even unbelief, God's truth and his standards never change. No matter the season, nor the situation, no matter the culture, nor the century, no matter the calm, nor the crisis. God's word applies to every single person watching today and it applies to every single person who has or who will ever live. Then David ends his poem with these words talking about God's words. Verse 10, they are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned in keeping them. There is great reward. What is it that you need from God today? And maybe right now in, in the chat you could type, I need some refreshing of my soul. Or I need some wisdom or, or joy. Or, or maybe for you it's something else. Would you just, just type that in the chat right now? God has something to say to you. And God has something to say to me. And anyone who has ever spent intentional time reading God's text message will, will tell you whether it's a few minutes in the day or in, in the morning or in the evening or whenever it is, they will tell you there are times when they are reading and it is as if God is speaking directly to them because it's personal and it's specific. So in honor of our moms this weekend, we ask some of you to answer the question in this forced pause, what has God been saying to me through his word? God has really been teaching me um, through his word out of Galatians 5, how to let the spirit rule my day and not let the fear or the emotion of the day rule my day. And also out of James 3, how to seek wisdom divine wisdom that comes from Him, and how to boldly ask for it. I'm reminded in Philippians 4, 6, and 7 that God has called me to cast all of my cares and concerns on Him. And in verse 7, He says that He will guard my heart and my mind and give me a peace. Colossians 3, 2, where it says, Keep your mind on things above, not on earthly things. This is the verse I've been using to take my thoughts captive and submit them to Christ. God has been showing me that He is present, He is sovereign, 
He sees us and that He is constantly with us. And for us to be brave and courageous, to be a light to our community and to our family, to not give up hope. Jeremiah 10.23 says, I know, Lord, a man's way of life is not his own. No one who walks determines his own steps. I want the beauty of my life to be about the goodness and the glory of God's control, not of mine. Psalm 143.8 says, Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. There is so much in our lives out of control, but the decision we have to trust Jesus through it all gives us a special kind of grace to appreciate and recognize beauty in the ordinary. God's Word reminds us in Matthew chapter 6 that He loves us. He provides for us. He always has and He always will. His enough is our everything. He says in Ephesians 6 verse 13, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when, not if, but when the day of the evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And then he wraps up that kind of stanza with, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the saints. It's time for us to take this opportunity of a little bit of slowness, check our heart, inventory our souls and suit up for battle. God has been reminding me that he is sovereign over the earth and over our lives. In Colossians 1, 16 and 17, you read, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Psalm 90 verse 12, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. I don't know about you, but I've been constantly thinking about what's next after this pandemic, and I'm always thinking about the future, and God's been teaching me to live in the present, to live in the moment with Him. And when I do, I'm strong and I find joy and I find peace and I'm not missing out on what He has for me right now. You know, my mom loved the Word of God. She loved memorizing the Word of God. Everything King David believed about God's Word, my mom believed. It's the way she lived. She staked her life on it. And some of you may remember I lost my mom back in September, so this is my first Mother's Day without her. But her impact on me and my three brothers and our families still lives on today. And I am so incredibly grateful for how she instilled God's Word into my life. I still made tons of mistakes growing up still make way too many mistakes today. I don't have it all figured out. Like we say at Plum Creek, I am a person in process. But thanks to my mom and growing up in a church that believed the Bible was God's word, I was taught to pay attention to and listen to God's text message. And guys, I want that for all of us. Imagine trying to navigate the complexities of marriage and raising kids or friendships or romantic relationships. Imagine trying to navigate things at work or our finances or our shrinking finances or even health concerns or even the threat of death. 
Imagine trying to figure out life when it has turned upside down at the same time the entire world has turned upside down. Now imagine trying to navigate all of that and you could actually get God's perspective. You just have to read it. Reading this is also where we learn about God loving all of us so much that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, that whoever would believe in him in Jesus would not perish but have abundant life now and eternal life forever. So if you are searching for God today, in just a few moments, I'm going to give you an opportunity to meet him. So as we close our time together, Maybe with all the crazy that's been going on, you've been saying to yourself, I just wish God would speak to me. Well, King David would say he has, and he will. And I would say that, and Pastor Doug would say that, our whole staff would say that. And my mom would say it. And all those moms we just watched would say it. And maybe your mom would say it too. You and I have been texted a message from the creator of the universe. And just like a text from a friend, it's personal, and I promise you it will be relevant. And it's as immediate as an app on your phone or your Bible at home. Let's pray. And Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you Thank you for preserving your words for us. That we can come to your word and know that there is something that you want to say to us. And what you want to say to me is going to be different than what you want to say to someone else. It is so personal. And it is so loving. And it is so real. And so God, I thank you that you have sent your text message to us. And we've read it. And maybe you're thinking, but I haven't read it as much as I should. You just need to know God is ready to meet you right where you're at. And he will speak to you. It is his word and he will speak to you. And if you're watching today and and when I was talking about finding God or getting to know God, something inside of you just was like, I want that. Well, you just need to know, just like I said, that in God's word, we learn that he loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, into this world to die for our sins so that relationship with him could be made possible. And then God brought him back to life. And if we believe that and receive that into our heart, God promises to come inside and to make us into a new person. And I promise you, when you read his text message, it will be as if God is speaking to you. Father, we love you. Thank you again for this incredible gift, this text message, your word. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.